What's up, everybody? Topher here for the uh, Glitch Podcast with my beautifully uh, slick back hair host, Eugene Cappen. What up, what up, what up? We are here with Brian Hamilton. Uh, he works for CU Direct. Bless it's you. a financial technology company. Go ahead and say what's up, man. What's up, y'all? How you doing? Not too bad. Uh, just basically, we've been walking the show floor here at BRLA. We are actually, since this is the audio podcast, uh, we are broadcasting. Are we, we? I guess we aren't broadcasting because we're not going live right now, but we are recording this live from BRLA in Los Angeles. And... Uh, yeah, we just want to sit down and have a have a, have a conversation. See, uh, see what you were digging about the show. What you're working on here. What the new technology stuff is going on. Like, so how did you get involved with us, Brian? So uh, I've actually got a uh, relative and a colleague that's involved with you, and he knows that in my industry, uh, financial technology, uh, I'm currently chasing down solutions in AI, uh, machine learning, and blockchain. But really, I'm tasked with looking maybe 10 years out for industry. And whether it be in financial services or things uh, that are affected by financial services like auto loans and, and automobiles, um, we're trying to understand the use cases um, and applications for uh, VR in, in that space. You and me both. <laughs> we, uh, we actually just figured out, uh, we were talking before, if no one knows my day job, I, uh, I work as a digital marketing uh, person for a car dealership family in Washington. And, we actually work with uh, his company and stuff, so that was kind of cool, but we're both kind of technologists in the uh, car business, it seems like. I like technology. It is fun. <laughs> I am not a robot. I am not a robot. I'm a real boy. <laughs> I'm not here to hurt you. Right there on, are man. no strings on me. So, uh, like, what are the, the, the stuff that you've seen here at VRLA today that... Uh, that is intriguing you as like a technologist in the you know car scene the vehicle auto scene yeah i mean i think the first thing i'm seeing is is the real applications to break down any barriers between um physical viewing of, of an asset like a car um and being able to really use the, the immersion experience right to understand that i, I want to purchase a car that's five thousand miles away and i'm willing to do that now um, because I can completely immerse myself into that experience. Then we take that to the next level to say the mortgage industry, right? If I'm moving across the country, um, I can now feel really, really confident in that half a million dollar purchase I'm making if I can truly immerse myself in that uh, in that house before I buy it. Right on. That's, yeah, it's really interesting because there's this um, there's this like um, like for the car business, to, for example, like there's an emotional connection with a lot with a lot of people that. Uh, they pick their car. They want to test drive it. They want to, you know, it wants to be the right car for them. They want to feel it. They want to feel good driving it. They want to know that, you know, with a purchase they're probably going to have for like, you know, at least a couple of years, it wants to be the perfect thing. And like trying to figure out how to convey that via like VR, AR, 360 photos, videos, experiences, it's really interesting and really hard because people are so attached to that kind of stuff. I mean, what do you think? No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I think that's gonna. I think the VR is going to um, change the the purchase patterns of consumers when it comes to things that require that level of experience, right? That that level of emotional connection. Mm -hmm. And if you take that to a different level when it comes to vehicles, um, we all hear all the hype and buzz around the emergence of um, of autonomous vehicles, 
and, and how close we may be to, to level four autonomy being a reality. But at the same time, 65% of consumers say they'll never get into a car without a steering wheel, right? So so they say so for I, now. Go Is that because they're all afraid of Skynet? They're, or they're all afraid of getting run over by a car that's, that's driving itself like a Black Mirror. I don't know. I, I drove my first Tesla Model S the other day, and I put it on autonomous, and it was the coolest thing. Like it was, it was, it was just such a, such an experience for me, and I, I I don't know. I'm all in on autonomous cars. I, I think it's just. I love Tesla. Me and my so for my dad's birthday uh, about a year ago. What we did was I booked him a session to go try out a one one of the much more higher end versions of the Tesla. The P90D. Uh, it, it was the big like SUV one. Oh, the Model X. Yeah, the Model X. Okay. And it was so interesting. Number one, te- the service guys at Tesla are amazing. Oh, yeah. I have never had that much customer service at a car uh, dealership before. I think they're loaners. They actually give you another Tesla when you bring your Tesla in for service. And then if you like that Tesla enough, they'll just let you keep it. I heard that. That I, might not be true. I don't think that's true. <laughs> no, no, not like they'll keep it. Like they'll switch out your lease or whatever it is. They'll figure out the deal. Oh, but oh, they're like, you, you get oh, like, you want this? oh, you and can get an upgrade. Yeah, you can upgrade if like they'll put you like if you had like an, a P eighty five and you're what, doing like a Model S P ninety D. What what if you like lose your job and you need to downgrade? Will they downgrade you? I don't know. That's a good point. Maybe they will. I, I mean, you can't really downgrade when you're driving a Model S. That's fair. I mean, there are the like thirty five thousand dollar ones. Yeah, but they're not like really readily available to like swap out because people are still. But they will be. They and will then you be. Can get them. See, I'm waiting to buy my new car because I want a Model S, man. I'm I'm happy with driving like oh, my 2012 right now. Sorry, I, I said Model S. I meant Model Three. I am 100% fine with dro- driving my like two, 2012 Ford Focus until it dies. But after that, it's all Tesla for me, baby. Yeah, my Bumblebee Mazda crapped out on me, so I'm like super ready for a new car, and I'm just hoping that I can find a Model Three. So, I'm curious what you do that you're thinking you're going to go from a Ford Focus to a Tesla in one jump. I do have the first NVR talk show to ever be ordered by a network. Yeah, maybe you haven't heard, Brian. <laughs> it's called Glitched. There's it, a banner behind you. I know, and they're taking the main stage at VRLA on Saturday at 2:40. Yeah, just main stage tomorrow. Tesla on Sunday. I get it. I well, I mean, like I'm gonna use this 2012 for like the next five years. So you know, part of a five year plan. And you know, I, I bought this car for like 500 bucks, and I feel like I need to get it's You're so lucky. the usage Ridiculous. out of it. So Brian, let me let me ask you. So I went to CES this year too, and uh, autonomy was. Crazy huge. I mean, I even got like, I have these glasses. They're IAV glasses. Uh, they're sunglasses. But like, did you get to ch- try out the IAV stuff that they were doing there? I, I did not. I did not. I was actually uh, running another conference at the time of CES. Oh. My colleagues went though. So, and obviously I read up on it and watched all the, uh, uh, watched all the stuff. The NADA conference, Waymo. Oh, yeah. Other vehicle there, and I said that. And that's what I was going to say about the VR applications here is, although 65% of people say they're not going to get in one, if if you guys take what you can bring to the table, and put them in a VR experience behind a self-driving car, um, a little bit like what Waymo is doing, I think all that fear goes away. 
You know, uh, the IAV stuff that I was trying out, it was really crazy. And so what it was is they had this test track set up. And I, I, do, I felt like, you know, uh, James Bond, uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan James Bond. And uh, they got me in this car and they gave me an iPad. And they put me in the passenger seat. And then there was a guy in the driver's seat, but he wasn't touching the steering wheel. He wasn't touching the gas and the brakes. And I was driving this car around a track at 20 miles an hour with a freaking iPad. And it was a slider up and down for gas and brake. And it was like a, 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 like a, a dial to steer the car. And, man, I hauled ass around that track. It was so much fun. I felt like James Bond when he's, like, on his little Motorola, whatever cell phone that was, when he's, like, trying to take those guys out in the... I'm a little jealous you got to go without me. Yeah, I know. Well... I... You kept sending me snaps at, like, (laughs) 2 in the morning of you having fun. I was home, asleep, crying myself to bed, going... I. What could have been, Topher? What could have been? I went to uh, Nobu Sushi, and we ended up seeing, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, the quiz master from HQ. Uh, Tom, not Tom. Tom's MySpace. Is it Tom at HQ? I don't know. Saw that dude he, there. He was, he was rocking <laughs> some karaoke. There was like this, there was like this, I think they called it the spider room. Dude, CES was dope. It was, it was pretty rad. Not, not to brag or, you know, to rub it in, Eugene. I, I apologize, but. <laughs> we'll have good. We'll have good after parties tonight. I mean, VRLA is pretty popping. I mean, we are supposed to be going to the VR nerds party later. VR nerds party. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's but a, but let's get back to fintech. Yeah. Sorry. We, we, we kind of went on a rant there for a while, and we need to circle back. Uh, ADD I, generation. I, I'm still contemplating how you got your father a, a ride in a Tesla, and you went to freaking Nobu in LA. <laughs> I'm clearly in the wrong industry. Well, you know, I just search those Twitter hashtags and just find out where the party's at. <laughs> yeah, you know, so all you have to do is have the first NVR talk show <laughs> to ever be ordered by a network, and you can pull strings too. Yeah, they're just like, oh on wow, stage I s- tomorrow at two forty p.m. That's yes. right, yes. with I Justine and live Joey on the Dell stage. Also, buy merch. <laughs> yes, buy merch. Chamber One shirts. So, so, so let me ask you guys a question, um, being this kind of the VR generation that, that you are, and I'm so much older. Um, do you care about personal experience anymore? Like, personally per- defined just for me? Like going on vacation and stuff like, like that? Like, like there, there's, there's, there's all this talk in the financial services industry that branches are going away, right? They've been saying that for years. And, and to some extent, we're starting to see that, right? Um, but there's still this underlying debate around when somebody walks into a branch they know your name and how awesome that feels i'm not sure if i buy that anymore and 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 especially if we have virtual immersion sessions where you can get personal service from your house Hmm. i'm not sure if that's relevant what do you think okay let me ask you a question um when was the last time you used a google service say like google maps or to search for something at lunch. And what was it? The restaurant down the street. So you were looking for... So you were looking for a location. Yes. Yeah, okay. So I just want to put that on before I go to my next ten. Do you know what keeps the people at Google awake at night? You know you know what their biggest fear is? No. It's the app. Crushing self It is the app. <laughs> See, when people have... 
apps on their phones, they are less likely to use Google. And if you are using applications that specifically allow you to not make contact with other people, personal experiences go away. See, I don't know. I don't think personal experience goes away. I mean, I, I, your question was is how important it is to you, though, right? Yes. I, I personally, I think, you know, personally, uh, like experiencing like that, like hometown feel or like walking into a coffee shop and having the barista know your name and know your order and uh, or like, you know, going on a vacation and having like, you know, uh, being catered to and stuff like that. personal experience is a very important thing. But I think it can almost be feigned in a way. Well, that, that's my point. So in the financial services industry, if I look 10 years out, would I be able to provide you that personal experience through VR? Hmm. You could. I mean, right now we are building applications with AR to basically let you experience things before you go to those locations, such as, hey, maybe you took a takeout menu from this place you're at before, and you're like, hey, I've never tried the chicken marsala. I'm going to whip out my Snapchat code, and now I can see exactly what it looks like before I even get to the restaurant. So when I get there, I can just quickly order. I think what it, what it, what it can do is it can enhance the personal experience, and it can almost let you, um, I guess for lack of a better word, vet the place that you want to do business with or go experience before you go and, you know, take the jump to spend, say you're going on a vacation and it costs you a thousand bucks. You can kind of figure out if that's really the thing you want to do by going and, you know, seeing, say you want to go to Bali or you're, you're good you're, place, by the way, you're, you're, you're choosing between Bali and Thailand and Australia Bali. and London. And you can go do some VR experiences, see what the things you want to really go see really look like in VR. And then, like, you can actually make the decision of, like, oh, you know, this is going to be worth, you know, the money to put into this experience. I don't know. It's a very interesting question. So, uh, so uh, a member at a credit union all of a sudden decides they're interested in a car loan. We could send them on a virtual tour of a dealership and virtual uh, uh, test drives and then go to the dealership and get the car. Yeah, that's a, that's another big thing is like, you know, with with uh, test drives and things like that, especially since you're in the car business, I'm in the car business. Uh, getting to getting the person in the door is the hardest thing for any business, I think, is getting them in the door and experiencing and interacting with your staff. But if you take away, like, say, like people just don't like dealing with car dealerships, if you take the car salesman out of the picture and you just let them focus on the product, they can really develop a connection to the product and then they can really make the uh, the leap to be like, okay, I'm going to go down, I'm going to buy this car because I've already done three VR experiences. I've, uh, I've test driven this Corvette on the Le Mans racetrack. Uh, I know how it feels to go 150 miles an hour in this car. Uh, you know, I can see how great and beautiful the leather is. I can hear what the stereo system sounds like. They've already like figured out like this is the car I want. I don't know. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Eugene doesn't have very much to add to this because he's not in the car business. <laughs> I I'm not. But you're in the you VR know, experience. You know what? They business, get me. Eugene. Cars get me from point A to point B, and I'm happy if they make it there. That is my only opinion about cars. Man, I. You know what would be really cool? 
and this is totally a tangent. I just an idea. If uh, we were talking to Philip Rosendale about uh, about uh, marketplaces inside of VR, and it makes me think of: Is there going to be a point when we can like purchase cars in VR, and then one once the metaverse is a real thing, like we can purchase a car? Say we're at Glitched. And then we want to go to the other show that's down the street, or we want to go to another experience down the street. Are we gonna, you know, jump in our, you know, basic ass car? And is it gonna be a Ford Focus that we drive over there? And then will the um, the experience change from like a, a, an interactive walking around experience to like a uh, Project Cars experience? And you can, you know, zoom around the streets of Decentraland and you know, park outside the virtual strip club and like throw your virtual $100 bills in Benjamins. Can I get like an AR cover for my current car just to make it look like a Tesla? I think I would be happy with that. Just put a QR code on it. And so if anybody scans (laughs) it, it turns into a Ferrari on their phone. (laughs) I mean, that would work. I mean, we should totally start doing that. It's fake until you make it, man. It's fake until you make it. So all my pictures on Instagram are just going to be AR overlays of other things. Look at this sweet car I just picked up, quote, quote. (laughs) It's like, guys, I got a Bugatti Veyron today. Nice. So where do you think fintech is actually going in the next, like, five years? Do you you see these branches actually uh, going away? Are you looking for something new to emerge? Are you waiting for virtual reality to hit its 10-year um, adoption rate? Like, fill us in. Well, so, so adoption rates are a tricky thing, right? Because if you look at, and, and I don't remember the numbers, but the, the point's the same, right? So the landline telephone, I think, took 50 years to... to to reach critical mass adoption, right? Uh, cell phones took 10 years, smartphones took five years. So that, those adoption rates, um, along with Moore's law, you know, continue to, to, to drive adoption quicker. So I think, I think VR will probably be here in a, in a realistic way much sooner than we think. Um, I don't know if it'll displace branches, although I, I think that you were just on to, to something. I think what's gonna happen is you're gonna now see the emergence of, of different consumer experience chains come together right so so meaning that um i won't go to the branch if i if i don't need to but i still want that highly personal engagement mm-hmm. so so i'll sit in the virtual branch and be engaged or if i am in the branch and i want a loan uh i decide that i want to buy a new car i'm not going to go to the dealership if i don't need to if i can sit in that space and, and have the experience right up until the point of transaction so i think all of that's a reality you know it, it, within the next within the next 10 years um, now, there's a session running here that, that I'll go see because I'm curious what the tie-in is, but I'm still interested. Um, you know, we're really hunting down blockchain and what the use case applications are uh, for blockchain and the financial services. And I noticed that that was here at VR, too. And, and I'm, I'm curious, I don't know if you guys know, but where that tie-in is and what the use case for blockchain technology and VR is. So, actually, um, High Fidelity has their own... Um, marketplace and they're using blockchain technology to track uh, who's creating what who owns what and how many units of different things are being sold and then there are other things like Decentraland uh, which is just kind of a a cluster mess of 
Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to cuss. Uh, Is that the right word? Cluster, cluster mess. That's the PG cluster version mess of cluster of F. issues. This so, is a podcast. We can say fuck if we want. It doesn't, it's whatever. I, you get one curse word. That's yeah. the rule. You that's, used it. That's the rule in VR. I'm saving mine. FCC ain't got shit on me. This is a podcast. Dang it. <laughs> So is, is that a high fidelity one? Is that like uh, like the Kodak coin that they're coming out with? So you can tag your your code, so you can tag your code, and that code is 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 tracked no matter where it goes. You know, I'm not sure, but you did just kind of explain what blockchain is, <laughs> like in that description. Like, can you track where things are going? Yes, that's how blockchain technology works. <laughs> Yeah, I'm blockchain's, a man. <laughs> blockchain's the thing I'm very um, not okay. familiar with. I'm very happy with it. I, I, okay, I like so, the idea of it. But. So in terms of financial technology, how can a show like ours grow bigger? Million Pro- dollar prove the use cases uh, and interest. I mean, you know, my side of the industry is, is massive, right? Um and, and, and oftentimes early adopters of emerging technology, but they have to understand what the use case is. So I, I came here you know, really skeptical about what that would be. I've actually left this conversation now um, with my head spinning on, now I get it, right? Um, a show like yours just needs to get that, that message out. Um, and, uh, and, and then I think the use cases just start rolling in and, the, and then the money starts following that. So what you're saying is we should have the first in VR talk show to ever be ordered by a network and go on the live stage at VRLA Saturday at 2.40 p.m. You with just, I, Justine, and Joey Clift. Also just, buy our merch. You just really love saying all those words together, don't you, Eugene? I do. <laughs> That's great. Anyways, um, you know, we, we're, we're at about 20 minutes here. Uh, you know, uh, do we want to go a little bit longer? I, I feel like... By this point, we should probably have a bit. What's our bit? Um, let's let's call it funded or not. Funded or not. Funded or not. Um, the way this game is going to be played is Topher and I are going to name a product, and we are going to say, or Brian is going to tell us whether or not. Wow. That person is enjoying their VR a little too much. I want what she's having. <laughs> is that girl screaming over there with the headset? She's a screamer. <laughs> she's a screamer. <laughs> hey, well. You know, being doing this live at a trade show, you know, there's so many other things going around that you get weird noises from other booths. We have super great and, ambient noise and, coming from the back. And that <laughs> woman is enjoying shooting those guns a little too much. She's yipping like Kramer in that episode with Joe DiMaggio in Seinfeld. <laughs> Just like, yep, yep, yep. That's what she's doing. <laughs> I don't so, know if anyone can actually hear her completely, but that's a great reference, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm really impressed. <laughs> that's a 22-year-old reference, everybody. Okay, so the first... Funded or not. Funded or not. So the first object is the shake weight. The shake weight. Totally funded. Why? Are we thinking VR stuff or like shake weight in VR? Technology in general. Technology in general. I don't know. 
do, do I lose points for that? Not knowing why? No, no. Oh. This is like, uh, whose line is it anyway? The points don't matter, and everybody <laughs> walks away a winner. Except, except for my well. dignity um, in some episodes. How, how about the smalt shaker, the smart salt shaker that you could disperse with your iPhone, funded or not? Is that a real thing? Smalt shaker? Sadly, it is. I, w- I, would, I would not fund that. I would not fund that. That sounds very, very silly. It reminds me of the robot that that girl made where it's supposed to, like, shoot the ketchup onto your burger, but it just explodes because the robot can't tell its own strength. <laughs> That's why I imagine what the smalt shaker would do. It just, like, it, it starts off really nice, shaking the salt, and then it goes epileptic and just starts going everywhere. And it's, it's like a, a snowstorm. Okay. Item number two, Skype for dogs. <laughs> Skype for dogs. I- I can imagine it was funded, and 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 I can. I can see why, because if dog TV has the life that it has now, and people are dispensing treats to their dogs remotely, Skype for dogs has to be a good thing. See, there's only one problem: no opposable thumbs. They can't type. <laughs> there's a flaw in the system here. Did you see the 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 VR um, uh, Google Cardboard for cats? No. There was an article that came out a couple of days ago that was really funny. And it was, um, it's this company, it was a, a study putting VR on cats. And they were tiny little Google Cardboards for cats. <laughs> I don't know if this is fake, but it was a comprehensive web page. So whoever made the joke was very thorough. That's amazing. <laughs> More All right. cat videos. Great. More cat videos. More cat videos. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see. Funded or not? Would you fund it? Haptic slime. What's haptic? It would be slime that you you create. You know that slime went crazy on the internet lately? It's haptic slime so that when you throw it at, uh, at your friends and stuff, it electrocutes you and it, it, it does like little shocks. <laughs> But it's like it's like snow snowball fights, but with slime and electricity. I, I don't think that would get funded. <laughs> really? Oh man, I thought I had a good one there. Now, if you could make it uh, like as effective as a taser, where Dude. my daughter coming out of college at the parking lot could just slime some guy who's walking up to her, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, we could sell these things in in gas stations on the corner store. Protect your children. Get them slime. It, it, it would be like that velociraptor, or not the velociraptor, the uh, the raptor from, or the, the, the dinosaur that spits the stuff in the dude's eyes in Jurassic Park. I, I could just see, like, millennial dads, instead of giving their kids pepper spray, giving them slime. And then it'd just be way more humiliating, too, for the uh, haptic slime. slime. For, 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 for the assaulter. They'd, they'd have to be like, oh, I got all this slime all over me. They're all green, and their hair's all standing on end because they've been tased by slime. I think we got something here, Eugene. I think we got something here. Suni, our assistant producer, uh, just walked in, and she walked into the slime portion, and it's it's so funny. Shocked. She, she doesn't know what to make I of it. I wasn't expecting that conversation. I, uh, yeah, I don't really... 
Cool. I don't, really know what to think, <laughs> I, don't I don't know what to think. I was caught off guard. <laughs> I don't think Zuni no noticed realized that we were doing a bit. She thought we were actually talking about like actual companies too, maybe. I don't know. Wait, like, I thought we happens. were. Oh no, I made that up off the top of my head. I pulled that Aww. out of my ass, man. <laughs> but hey, if there are any investors in the audience, hit me up because I think we got a winner here. <laughs> All right, last one. Beeper masks. Beeper masks? Yeah, you can send uh, digital codes to masks and designs pop up as if they were a beeper. So you can have anything to like tribal or you can have like 911 or whatever you want on it. Are these like Snapchat masks? No, like kind of like your Casey Jones mask. Shh, no one knows I'm Casey Jones. No, so, so it would be a beeper though? I don't understand the concept of a beeper mask. Like the technology would be just like a beeper. I like mean, a you, pager beeper? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I guess if you wear a mask a lot, it would make sense. Or go to a lot of raves. I, I feel like this would be funded in about 2001. When beepers were like on the decline and they were trying to you know, come up with the next big thing to keep beepers and pagers alive because iPhones are going to take over the world. Well, all right. So, Brian, you anyway. Lost me on that one. Brian, where can the people find you if they want to get a hold of you? Um, go to uh, cudirect.com and search the Innovation Lab. There I'll be there. there. Right on. Do you got a Twitter or an Instagram or a Facebook you want to plug? Uh, got that IG? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know his handles. He's going to go grab his card, <laughs> and he doesn't know his handles, and he's going to plug his stuff. <laughs> I wasn't plugging. I, I got nothing to plug. <laughs> but, yeah, you could, uh, I just don't, there's a lot of me. I don't want to give you the wrong one. What the yeah, the Twitter's not working. Anyways. We, the Twitter fear is broke. They hacked it yesterday. They gave out my password. Oh, yeah. If anyone uh, heard. At T. Brian Hamilton. There you go. There you go. At T. Brian Hamilton. Change your Twitter password, filthy animals, because Twitter got a hack. So. But, yeah, if you guys want to follow us, uh, you can always go to glitchedvr.com is our Glitched Talk Show page. You can find our podcast on Anchor, iTunes. Uh, simulcast, Pocket Cast. It's going to be everywhere. We're going to have videos on hopefully, YouTube. Hopefully soon it'll be on uh, Google Play. But, yeah, make sure you check out Facebook.com slash GlitchedVR, Instagram.com slash Coming soon. Oh, it's coming soon. You don't know either. Well, he was supposed to make it the other day. Yeah, I'm a little behind. I was preoccupied with helping to put together this um, onstage event at VRLA with iJustine and Joey Clift. On Saturday at 2.40, BS, buy our merch. <laughs> right on, guys. So, yeah, follow us on all the social platforms and all that good stuff. We will be back again with another podcast here from BRLA. Come see us live, and we will talk to you the next time. <laughs>